Welcome everybody to episode 17 of Voice of the International Community Experience. This is Daniel and I'm with my compadre, Gome Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it do, my man? Hey, chilling, man, chilling. Living the dream, huh? Chilling like a villain. That's the way, my man. That's the way. Look, we're back again for another week. What are we chatting this week, man? You tell us. Dude, I'm thinking let's talk about intercultural relationships. Intercultural or, relationships. Yeah, or if you like interracial relationships. Oh. But let's make it, let's let's keep the cultural word in there. So let's let's make it intercultural relationships. I think intercultural relationships works just fine, my friend. I like it's it. a very interesting topic. Yeah, man. It can do go. Do they work? Do they not? What are some stereotypes around that? Mm, can, mm. We, can we uh, can we kill a few myths? Oh, <laughs> a bit of MythBusters going on about it. MythBusters around intercultural relationships. Let's do it. Oh man, let's do it, man. I'm ready. I feel I feel like it's it's a really good one because not only um does it align with you know, the whole purpose of the voice. But it does uh, apply particularly to both of us. Yeah, I think it's a very relevant topic for a lot of people that come here from different countries. Right? Absolutely. And especially countries with uh, strong cultures. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a very relevant topic and, and very... Because um, some cultures actually want to just date within their own culture. Right, yep. that's prevalent, and they and mm. they don't make excuses for it. You know, if you talk if you talk to them, that's that's what they prefer. That's what they want to do, and of course they've yep. got freedom of choice. So you can't you can't say anything else other than, yeah, good on you. <laughs> yeah, good on you. You do you. Yeah, you do you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's actually, but I I feel like it's the way it was meant to be, though. To be honest intercultural relationships as in predestination yeah because i think like we live in a global world right so a lot of people are you know you nobody lives predominantly well a lot of people live in their own country but you're not stuck to your own country and you're Mm. not stuck to your own you know culture so global village yeah it's a global village but even within you know a country you have different tribes and they do certain things different. You mm. know, I guess the overlapping country culture is the same, but, you know, they, they, it's little bits that are different. So sometimes if you meet somebody with a different culture, they might as well just be, oh, with a culture, but from a different country, they might as well just be a different tribe in your own country, you know? Yeah, and I think that's why I was um, keen to use the word culture rather than race, because like you're saying, you can have, you know, nuances of culture within the same race. You can have nuances of different cultural groups within the same country. And so I feel like it's more appropriate to speak about culture um, rather than ethnicity or race or any of those bigger uh, kind of defining terms. Yeah, true. Now, okay, so let's dig in. What's your your experience? What do you think about it? Well... I want to tell a story. Maybe let, let's 
let's set the scene with a story. Do it. So, I I came to Perth in 1999. Jesus. And uh, at the time, there was very few. I, I guess from a cultural perspective, there was ve- very little variation, culturally yeah. speaking. Um, okay. But in the next five, um, in the following five to ten years, we started to we started to see an influx of various cultures, primarily from an international student perspective. Okay. So I remember going to um, Karen Up Shop, which was my local at the time, and bumping into a family that I knew from back in Zambia that oh, went to the same brilliant. church as we had. Yeah, and I was like, hey, Uncle Patrick, what <laughs> in Willie? How are you doing? How are you doing? What, what are you doing? Buy me. Uh, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hit with the buy me. <laughs> no, man. But I was, I was shocked. Because, yeah, I hadn't come across any Africans. You know, those, I was at a college that was me, a mate of mine, Max, from Zambia. Mm-hmm. And then the rest were all Caucasians. Anglo-Saxon Australia. Oh wow! So, so that was that was a really. Uh, there wasn't another Indian couple from Singapore, um, but primarily that was what we were faced with. So when I, you know, and then slowly, what, what I discovered was that this uncle of mine, Uncle Patrick, mm. was actually doing his PhD, and as part of that program, he started a business that was bringing international students from Africa um, to ECU. Oh, you mean uh, Patrick and Coma? That's the man. Doc. Dr. Patrick and Coma. Shout out, He was Uncle Patrick then. That was before he finished his PhD and you, you call him Correct. Doc now. Yeah, you got you to gotta put the D sign. Yeah. respect on that name. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess so we'll go over to his house and a lot of the time there were African students, primarily Zambian students, going over to talk to him about different stuff. And that was my kind of inauguration to the Zambian community that was starting to build at the time. Mm, mm, mm. So, long story short, basically what I I was just about to say that, though. Yeah, man, it's a long (laughs) intro, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, unless you were dating (laughs) Uncle Patrick, this is, I don't understand where we're going here. Okay, all right. I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. It's a bit of a long-winded intro, but mm. so basically, what I started to what I started to notice was a lot of the Zambian guys that were coming over here to study mm-hmm. started to get into relationships, but they naturally went into relationships with Caucasian Australian women. Yeah. Um. Now. I want to I want to tell this story, and I you know I don't know how to say this, so I'm going to just preface this by saying um, this is my observation, mm-hmm. primarily my observation, and I mean no disrespect in the way I may describe certain individuals. It was yeah. purely an observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Ho- and hopefully people will be able to hear that that it's not coming from a place of malice or disrespect. This is just what I observed. Yeah, yeah, and I would, and I explain my thinking behind that. So, what I observed was a lot of these Zambians got in, involved with white women, mm. 
but these were bigger white women, more voluptuous white women. Okay. You know, uh, more curvaceous mm, mm, mm. white women, you know. Yeah. And I thought, okay, this is interesting. Um, but then what happened was inevitably those relationships did not last very long, or they did, but then the guys started to fraternize outside of those relationships. Oh, okay. So, so my observation... Fraternizes and how? As in now they... So I, I think what started to happen was these guys were involved with these bigger women, mm-hmm. and then after a while uh, started to fraternize with more slim Slender women. Okay. Uh, whether that was in forms of infidelity or they leave one relationship and get into another, but that was that was a common trend. Ah, like. right. I've got a theory about that, but I'll let you finish. So do I. So, so that that was my observation mm. um, in terms of how these, and then. What, a, what started to develop was this perception about African guys being players. Perception. So, perception. And oh, I want to okay. emphasize the word perception. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like a lot of that could have to do with cultural uh, differences. But that, that was my observation. Mm, mm. Tell me your theory on, on that. Um. Oh, that was your observation. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. we were waiting for your personal, personal experience story. Like, what do you think? Oh. Okay. So, <clears throat> my. What do I think about that situation, or no, what's my what, personal experience? Yeah. What do you think about intercultural relationships? Are you for them or are you against them? Okay. So you want me to off the bat? Yeah dive into a position i I, I see what you're doing there i like it yeah i mean (laughs) my 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 experience i guess is very different because i my introduction to relationships began in australia in high school okay um in sydney Mm -hmm. and so my first girlfriend was you know australian she was kind of a mix had a european slash Mauritian mix. Oh, okay. And then, my, and then my next girlfriend after that was Greek, Pakistan. So I guess my introduction to relationships was that European kind of woman. So that oh, was, okay. Was that, was that, that because was the, uh, the Zambian girls said no? There were no Zambian girls in. Oh, right, 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 right. Now I'm just yeah, checking. I'm just making sure. So I'm, I'm only asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for the listeners. No, no, Zambian girls in Sydney. Okay. But yeah. I guess for me, I having that as a foundation, I I learned how to interact with Australian women at a very young age, and that mm. became normalised for me to the point where when I eventually went back to Zambia and I tried to. Uh, I guess communicate with the Zambian women. Mm. It was it was very different. Okay. Um, so I think for me, my experience was kind of the reverse of what I was describing. 
Okay. So in in a roundabout way, you are for intercultural relationships. Um, in a roundabout way, I'm going to say that because <laughs> I think my perception on relationships in general um, is is very different. I I feel like the 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 traditional idea of relationship for me is antiquated. Okay. I'll put I'll put it out there and say that. All right. I feel. I feel like there is there is a sense in which uh, the rest of society, the rest of the world has kind of developed, but our perception on relationships has remained stagnant. We still hold on to an old, antiquated version of what that looks like. I also think, um, I do think, however, that at some level, relationships have shifted only in the sense that we've brought economics, i.e. contractual relationships, um, into our committed relationships. So people okay. go into relationships from a contractual perspective rather than a commitment. Mm. And from a contractual perspective, as long as you tick A, B, C, D, E, I'm in. Mm. The minute my needs are not being met, I'm out. I'm out. Okay. So, yeah. so okay, because I got a PhD in Gome, what mm. I'm, what I'm uh, deciphering from this is that you are for intercultural relationships, um, but not for relationships. Okay. So, so I, would, I would say if you are going to have a relationship, mm -hmm. I don't think it matters whether it's intercultural or not. Ah, yeah, yeah, fair enough. However, I... I question whether uh, <laughs> relationships, relationships are necessary. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. I beg to differ on that one. But okay. uh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me tell me your position. I'm not um um I don't know. I think I'm I'm a bit more traditional in that sense. Is that you know, I, yeah. I like a good relationship. But the relationship's gotta be mutually beneficial though. So, so and, contractual, and it's got no, no, just from a needs perspective. So it's just it's, it's got to benefit what everyone. Not mutual, what if it's not mutually beneficial? Then you or shouldn't be in a relationship. Starts, so you get out. Yeah, I mean, are you talking about marriage or a relationship? Uh, like what's the difference? Dating or or marriage is the contractual relationship, I suppose. Uh -huh. But before okay. you get to that to that to that level, but it's um, you know, you're courting, you're dating, you're getting to know each other, and then you decide yeah. this is the person I want to spend my life with. Yeah. Then you enter into a marriage, mm -hmm. right? That, but that's what I'm saying. So the whole the whole way through, it should be mutually beneficial. It should right. goals and plans must be discussed. And, mm -hmm. you know, it has to be active communication and everybody's yeah. got to be on the same page. And then you move to the next phase, right? How do you communicate what you're un unaware of? Well, I think if you're unaware of, then it's probably not the best time to enter into a relationship with anyone. Well, you're unaware that you're unaware. So Then you need help. Correct. So let's go back to that example I gave, the story I gave, and you said you've got a, you've got a position or a theory on why that might be. 
Yeah, I, th- I feel like um, you know when, when with, that. with with the guys coming and 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 uh, picking up bigger women, mm-hmm. I feel like the the sense of beauty in Africa mm-hmm. and the, and the sense of beauty here in Australia are different, right? Absolutely. So, so and there is a and it's basically a size difference, right? Yeah. So. Mm. From them coming here and meeting these bigger women, for them, that was beautiful. Mm, absolutely. What, what they weren't ready for was the insecurity that came with the big women. Mm-hmm. The big women back okay. home are very secure. Oh, yeah, because they're hot. Yeah. So they, they yeah. Don't, they're, not, they're not worried about how, whether they look good or not. They tell you they look good. Mm. Right? So <laughs> over here, it's it's yeah. a total difference. So yeah, yeah with yeah. with men being led in that direction, which is, you know, to a certain extent, you want your friends to say you or your peers to say, oh man, your girl's beautiful. To validate your yeah, choice to, of to, woman. exactly right. Now mm. that's a failure in men, right? Sure. And I, I'm not I'm not glorifying it in any way, but We're it is validating the wrong thing. Yeah, it is what it is what happens right i'm not here to i'm not i'm not one to live in no no no, but i don't live in a world that that is how it should be i live in the world that is right so Mm. this is what happens whether we Mm -hmm. you know for a lot of us guys we have to you know your your when your mates say oh man your chick's hot yeah you feel like yep i made the right choice Mm. right and that's it's it starts from there right so Mm. Then you try and make everything else work. Mm. So the their perception of what was beautiful was that. And then yeah. as they got to know this society, this mm-hmm. society favors skinnier women. Correct. So then they changed what their sense of beauty was. Mm. So they yeah. took attention away from that and started chasing the other girls. Exactly, and that's exactly how I I saw this happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I was like, but you would have witnessed the same thing. I did, but you know, yeah. this wasn't my first rodeo, so I knew I knew exactly yeah. what the Western world kind of right, right, the Western right. perception of beauty was. Right, so same so, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. same in Europe. Same, pretty much mm. most places, mm. and it's. It's kind of, so when I came here, nothing really surprised me. But when you, for everyone else that was getting to know what was going on, that's what they Mm. fell into, right? Mm. But for me, I focus on things that are totally different. So my position are, or or is, in in, in regards to, so I'd say my positions are, in regards to intercultural relationship mm-hmm. is that yes all for it right yeah yeah but both people must have a culture mm-hmm. because then you understand each other in terms of what you have to do mm-hmm. that you have no choice over yeah do you get me there's certain yeah. things that we have to do right so if mm-hmm. my my el- eldest brother comes to but this country and I so have a one-bedroom apartment. He's come to visit. I have to give him my room. I sleep on the couch, right? Right. That's from my culture. Mm. Yeah. Right. 
So it would it would spin somebody else out that doesn't have a culture and doesn't have to do that, comes from an individualistic society. They'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why? Mm. Somebody yeah. that comes that comes from a strong culture or uh, a country with a culture, if you let them know that that's what happens in your culture and you have to do it, they understand from a perspective of, yeah, there's certain things that we have to do. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, probably you don't know, but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's gotcha. a cultural thing. So mm. I feel like from that, you have a foundation you can build upon. Yeah. If there is one person without a culture or comes mm. from an individualistic society, then mm. the things that the person from a full culture has to do won't register with the person from an individualistic society. They will, they will never understand why you have to do that. And also, yeah. if you have a strong culture, you will never understand how people can think about themselves only. If, if you're coming from a collectivist. Yes. Type, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can never, that's not your, your focus. So, right. and that's, that's where a lot of times these things, you know, fall by the wayside. Now, mm. w remember we had Andrea? Or yeah. is it Andrea yeah. on the podcast? And she was yeah. talking about her uh, her experience in Romania of growing up mm. and, you know, having ethnic parents and what that was like. Yeah. Her explanation of her upbringing was, was totally Zambian. As in very similar to, to Zambian. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was very similar. Now, I've had one mm. of the listeners actually call in and say, yep, that's exactly my childhood. And she was Zambian. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had some listeners calling asking for her number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in this society, I can't do it. Like, if she I was Zambian, I, I would have hooked her up. I but, can roll with that. But, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> I, I get arrested in this, in this, uh, in this country for... Uh, yeah, giving somebody else's phone number. So, hey. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where that goes. So I'm I'm totally for it. I mean, mm. you know, just like anybody else that has been in relationships and not been in relationships, of course, you know, you you get to know yourself along the way. You get to know which bracket you fit and what you prefer along the way mm. as you grow up. Yeah, you know, you're. I spent uh, a better part of my youth running away from my culture. Mm -hmm. All this is rigid and this is that and, uh, you know, wanting to be a bit more Western and doing all that stuff. But as I got older, that got old too. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I was just like, man, I, you know, I'd much rather embrace who I am. Back to the hood of things. Yeah, man. I went back to my roots. <laughs> and just said, I just, I'd much rather embrace who I am. Uh, doesn't matter where I've been or what I've been doing. I'm Ghani and from Zambia, and that's about it. And I. So let me ask you this mm -hmm. about uh, speaking about identity and who we are. Yeah. Are uh, uh, all African men just players? Um, I've I've actually uh, heard rumor of. Uh, Akon coming out at some point and saying, I think he he may have made it a black man thing. That black men are just players. 
Oh, look, I, I haven't heard that from Akon, and I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't attribute that statement to him. I did. Uh, yeah, he said it. <laughs> he <laughs> he said did. It. So, yeah. um, but I wouldn't say. I mean, and polygamy is legal in Africa. So, what uh -huh. player in what sense? Um, that we've got an inability to be monogamous. Like I said, I mean, depending on uh, what your influence was, uh, I don't think monogamy was something that we grew up with because polygamy was is legal in in Zambia and most mm. countries in Africa. So I don't think we had the 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 one woman one man conversation with yeah. anyone. So, so he said, he said, and I quote, "I'm a polygamist." Yeah. I can afford to have as many wives as I can afford to have. All Africans believe in it. My dad has four wives. Yeah. So if he's if his father has oh, four wives, <laughs> then and he wants to be he wants to live as a Senegalese man. It doesn't matter where he is. Then if that's how he chooses to live, now you got to remember that if you're in a polygamous relationship, the women have to say yes. They're not forced yeah. to marry you. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. They they are fully aware you have three other wives, and they'll they'll be happy to be the fourth. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't happen unless you're a person of influence and can take care of all the families. So each one they don't live in the same house. Mm -hmm. Each family has to have their own house, and yeah. no family can be treated better than the other. Yeah. So it's it's hard work, man. <laughs> I I I don't think that's something I want to do. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's too hard. I don't, I don't, it not just I I don't have the time. Yeah, it's just way too Let much effort. Way too. Yeah. I don't know what the the benefits are of that. Let me also just quote this. This is the Bible, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, the Bible says this in Isaiah chapter four and verse one. Yep. And I quote, in that day, so this is a prophecy, and it's prophesying what's going to happen in the last days, and theologians would say that we're currently in the last days. And Isaiah says, in that day, or in those days, being the last days, seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, we'll eat our own bread, we'll get our own clothes, just let us be called by your name to take away our reproach or our humility or not humility, our, our, our embarrassment or humiliation of being single. Yeah. Um, in some versions, it says that will be the day when seven women will gang up on one man saying, we'll look after <laughs> ourselves. We'll get our own food and clothes. Just give us a child. Make us pregnant so we have something to live for. I think in sometimes that happens now, right? In in some yeah. situations, it's happening in this current society. It's very oh, yeah. hard to find a good man, I suppose, for for a lot of women. But um, you know, for for well, seven women arguing, for, fighting for one man, and they don't mind. And it they're actually I mean, saying because you got to realize that for for a lot of times the you know marriage is for security of a family and. And a lot of different things. So they, they, the people of influence in a society are the ones that have those options. It's not. But these guys are saying we'll provide our, we'll, we'll bring our own stuff. 
we'll buy our own food, we'll buy our own clothes. <laughs> yeah, all we're asking is just so we can say we're married to you. Yeah, um, well, the, the status of marriage or the status of being uh, a mother. Maybe the ratio at the time was. Uh, was oh, talking about this time. Was it's seven to one. You're talking about now. Seven to one. <laughs> Wow, I don't know. Man. You know, I I don't know how that would sit with the yeah, WhatsApp group. Yeah, no, the WhatsApp group wouldn't be, wouldn't be happy with that. But you know, that for nope. me, nope. I feel like you know, yeah, you know, more than one is too much for me. <laughs> oh, hi. It's too much to handle, man. It's, it's too much stuff to manage. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you know, and I think it was. I wouldn't say it was fun, but I guess it was a journey of discovery when you were younger. You know, you want to, you just do what you got to do out here. But like now is not, it's not That's something. The yeah, it's not mm. what you're learning, everything about yourself as well, you know. But but at this stage in my life now is not, it's not something that I look at and, and think, oh, yeah, you know, I envy that or I'd want to do that or want to. It's not, so you're not for, for me. Polygamy. No, 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 no. I'm, yeah. I'm not against it, but not for me. Not just for you personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. everybody can do whatever they want. You know, the women have to say yes at the end of the day. So, why am I saying no for them? Mm. Yeah. So it's, I'm happy for people that want to be in that that because it's all self. You know, it's all validation for each other and and for themselves. I guess you know. So, mm. for for so me, I wanna I wanna go back and my you know my observation and you've hit the nail on the head about what was going on in terms of what beauty meant say back in zambia for for example yeah um but i think organization or aggrandizement or exaltation of the black man Mm. by these women in australia and all of a sudden, you've got this black guy, and he wants me out of all my mates. He picks me. Oh my god! Um, and then there the tended to be a, a kind of like a clinging situation. Okay. And then you using that residency currency as power over the guy. So mm. that's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Um, because it's like. I need to hook this guy before he realizes what's going on in an Australian perspective from what society considers beautiful. Yeah. So there was a lot of women that were just having babies with these African guys or quickly locking them into a marriage and into a visa situation that's dependent on them. Yeah, I I don't know if that would have been. I think that would have been a, probably a natural consequence of it. But if if let's just put it this way, right? So coming away from from being big and these guys going for big women, yeah, you know, there's a lot of older Australian men that date Asian women, young Asians, yeah, yeah. So mm. I'll put it in this kind of situation in that, you know, if you're old here in this country, you're basically um, 
semi-irrelevant in society, day. right? <laughs> <laughs> nobody's, you know, nobody's chatting to you for wisdom. Nobody's <laughs> thinking you're, you've made it. It's, it's basically like, yeah, just sit over there, old man. You know what I mean? You'd you have, shouldn't even be to, around it. You'd have to be carrying a few black cards in your wallet. Yeah, even Pat, then, though, Pat before enough. they get to the black card, they, they'll judge you based on that, yeah. And, oh, um, yeah. you know, nobody's listening to you when you talk. Nobody's like, they're, they're just looking at you like whatnot. So, and those men would definitely not be picking up any younger m girls in this country, right? Because not your typical older men, not. Yeah, not. so when they, when they go over there, Bali, they're Thailand. really appreciated, right? So now they oh, start yeah. to feel special again, right? And then uh -huh. there is a, a situation where you're like, yo, I'll marry you, right? And yeah. they marry the Asian girls and they bring them here because they know if they don't do that, they'll be lonely, right? Yeah. So yeah. if we go back to our other situation, um, mm. if, and this is us, this is, you know, this is our perception of what's going on. This is not, it might not be reality in Australia. We might have to ask an Australian, but this is what our observation has been since we've been here is that, in this country, being smaller is what's termed as beautiful. That's why everybody goes to the gym all the time and, they you know, the vanity part of it. Yeah. So I would assume the the bigger girls wouldn't have got a lot of attention even if they went out or no. in school yeah. or any yeah. of that stuff until the black guys the, came and started giving them full, full attention, Egg. right? Exactly what I'm so saying. So as yeah. a natural consequence of that, you mm. know, this is the first time you're getting the attention that you've craved and you've yeah. fallen in love and now you're yeah. like, Well, you know, let me I, I gotta hold on to this because you know, I gotta do whatever I can because yeah. if this goes away then uh, you know, yeah, what's gonna yeah. happen to me? Yeah. Right. Maybe five that years before that, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the, you know, five years before that mm. was the last time, you know, she she might have got hit on, and then yeah. you turned up, and then you've hit on her, and you you told her you love her, which you know mm. some of the African guys are quick to say, you know, Ooh, they'll, they'll say they'll marry them vibes, on the night, man. you know, <laughs> meet them tonight yeah. and say I'll marry you, and they'll do mm. all that stuff, right? So, yep. And um, you know, for a lot of times, it's. Um, you know, they fall in love with you and, you know, if you were serious or weren't serious, they this is the first time for them that they're in that situation. So it, it's, mm. a, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different. And I, I wouldn't blame them for what they go through because, you know. Absolutely not. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to mention that because what we're talking about here is a dynamic. You've got a, you've got, because I think here's the other thing that we haven't talked about mm. is not only are these women bigger, but these are white women. And so if you're coming from a, you know, a country where the white person has been glorified, just like the black man is glorified here, mm. over there there's a glorification of the white person. And now you have this white woman who is bigger and yeah. now she's wanting you, the insecure um Side of you just latches onto that, just like the insecure version of her is latching onto you. And now you have these two insecure people coming together, drawn by the insecure insecurities, mm. and you're expecting that relationship to work. Okay. 
And then what happens is over time, so like I was saying that, I'd but there's another element to this as well. There's a glorification, but there's also an inferiority complex that goes into Absolute. it. Absolutely. Well, I think those two are just opposite sides of the coin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think white man is awesome because I think I'm not. Mm. Um, so that there's kind of a distance between our body yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. situation. There's a, um, there's a validation that you look for in, in the uh, more dominant. Yeah, in the other. Yeah. But also... I feel like the other element is what we've seen modeled in terms of the older men in Zambia. So the whole polygamous side of the culture mm. that, that we may have witnessed inadvertently maybe, um, but that then becomes something that is ingrained in your mind. And so when you get to a situation where, oh, shit, the woman that I thought was the best thing since sliced bread, a year from today, I realized my mates are not giving me any props for her. Um, and actually, everyone seems to be going for the skinnier girls. What, what the hell is going on there? And, yeah, but I think there's a... But mm. I've got a child with this woman, and now my visa is linked to this woman. So what do I do? Okay, there's, there's, there's a part there that I have to kind of defend these guys on, is that they actually don't think they're doing anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong. Yeah, no, no, but it feels like in this society they're doing something wrong. That's what I'm saying. They're just players. Yeah, so, but yeah. We're, because these guys have come from a situation where polygamy is legal and, you know, exactly. they've seen... You know, their uncles exactly. have girlfriends and, you know, yeah. mar marriages don't break up because of infidelity and, no, you know, and things like that. So that's, that, that dynamic is what they come from. That's what then their norm is. So what Correct. they haven't figured is that before they engage into, into cultural relationships, you have to kind of understand what the other culture lives like before you bring What's that into your household. Yeah. And then... Yeah impose your culture on them right absolutely so, and that's what i meant by how do you how do you communicate something that you don't know you only find that out like i was saying you know when you're in the situation maybe a year down the track and she's going um who's mary that's been calling you no i think the, like, oh. the, the whole <laughs> thing about mean? it is is you know let's just go to the um to the when in rome situation right when yeah. in rome do as the romans do I think it's it's our responsibility um, mm. to kind of learn what this society is before we engage the society, right? Absolutely. And yeah. if we ask the question, we'll be told what it is, right? Mm. The definition yeah. of, of dating and courting in Australia is different to our dating and courting. courting. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's totally different, so... But I feel like it goes both ways. We have I to feel like the Australian women need to figure out where is this man coming from and what's his no understanding of what a relationship looks like. No, nah, but we're we're in Australia, right? So I think if sure. and and the men where we come from chase the women, right? Yeah. So it's our responsibility before we chase them to understand exactly what we're chasing. So let's just say, um, you know the the animals in the wild when they're going for for their prey 
they're definitely not going for a porcupine <laughs> because they understand they understand the implications <laughs> of that right they've they've checked the Pretty whole clear. scenario out and they know okay these ones we don't go for we you know a lion won't go yeah a lion won't go by itself to try and catch a, a, a herd of hyenas you know mm. you or whatever it is that they are the pack or whatever the hell they are but um you know you they're not going to do that simply because they understand the terrain the whole environment they know what to do what when to do it how to do it you know even the, the zebras when they go to the water to to drink water they they have one eye on where the alligator is right you know you, one you, one eye with the alligator yeah the eye looking for the lion yeah hate to be a zebra man so it's <laughs> it's one is of it those zebra? Things, right? is it yeah. zebra or zebra i don't know man you know <laughs> we'll get crucified either way but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in the end right so it's just it becomes a question of um you know you've got to understand what you're about to embark on and then get into yeah. it and get it done right so yeah. it once once you figure that then that's us we get in there and we're like okay so what is dating in this environment because it's very easy for you to be to be regarded a stalker in this environment if you're using African dating t techniques. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What What is that? Right. So it's it's. There's a technique to it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's just go by this. Right. So. Now these these are some of the problems that some of the students that I've dealt with over the years yeah. have gotten themselves into. Mm -hmm. Doing a group assignment with a with with somebody. Mm -hmm. and here we go they get their phone number off the the assignment or from the group and then they start mm -hmm. ringing this 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 girl and t mm -hmm. telling them how much they like them and you want to take them out and she says well <laughs> no that's not why i gave you this number and mm -hmm. you just repeatedly keep calling and texting yeah because yeah. in Africa, and, you're you're and going it's got nothing by to do with a group assignment. Absolutely zero, right? So, <laughs> and uh, in Africa, it's all it's you're just trying to convince this girl to date you. It's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's it's okay, and it's welcome. Yeah, because that's how they know. They'll say no because they want to see how how how, you serious, know, how you. serious you are and how interested and how far you're gonna go and all this stuff, right? But over here. Mm. You know, the next phone call this girl's making is to the police. Mm. That you're stalking her. Stalking. Exactly. Abuse. So mm. you can't just turn up at somebody's house with some roses and some flowers. You know, you could do that in Africa, but you can't do that here. Unsolicited, you know, unannounced, nothing. You just knock on the door and like, look, I brought you some stuff and whatever, right? You can't do that here. So... It's a it's a very different scenario. So they have to kind of know exactly what they're doing um, to stay out of trouble, but also to get the results they want. If you really like somebody, mm. and you got to figure out what it's going to take or what you have to do to show them you're you're a great person and worth dating. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it's. Uh, I, I haven't figured that out yet. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out what is it actually over here. Um, yeah, I guess you know. I don't think 
my experience in this place is that you can't you can't convince somebody that doesn't like you to like you. Mm-hmm. You know, because once they express that they, you know, they're not really interested. I don't think you going back and trying again and going back and trying again is actually going to yield the results you want. I don't know. I don't feel like this society is, is designed that way. Yeah, I think I think this, the reason I struggle is because, like I said, for me, my experience is that Australia is so multifaceted that it's hard to even identify a single way of being with it you know, in relationships. There's so many variations, so many cultural nuances, even within Australia itself. Um, women are so different from one to the other that it's hard to even pinpoint whether this is a cultural issue or it's a personality issue um, or whether there's other stuff going on. So I, I kind of, for me, if I was going to speak um, to people about how to navigate from a cultural perspective, I'd probably say figure out what that individual's culture is rather than um, attempt to approach it from a generic perspective going, Australian women are like this. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very much saying figure out what it is that Jesse likes. Figure out what it is that Melissa is about. Figure out what Amy likes and then work, work your way that way because yeah, you have, you know, Greek Australians, Italian Australians, Lebanese Australians, Asian Australians, African Australians. So, you know, English yeah, but those, Australians. Those ones, like what you're saying, those ones have, you know, ethnic parents. Yeah. To a large degree. So their parents have influenced them one way or another. Uh, yeah. And they have strong roots. They also know what their parents are interested in. <laughs> in seeing from the guy that they're seeing whether they agree with it or not um they might agree with it later on in life or whatever it is but there's Mm. um there's an element of you know there's a culture whether they agree with their culture or not they understand culture yeah if you know let's talk you know fourth fifth generation australians they've grown Mm. up a certain way they live a certain way you know, they they don't have the strong cultural element, the collectivism elements that we do. Yeah. They have smaller families. Mm. So, you know. So they have a strong individualistic yeah. culture, which means they go, I don't really care what my parents think. I like you. Yeah. And so this is I'll, what I'll do. I'll go out. Yeah, I'll go out with you. Mm. Irrespective of what my parents say. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If they don't like it, that's their problem. But also, Whereas their from a more collectivist perspective, you wouldn't get that. Will accept you. An ethnic Sorry, family, I said. Also, their parents to please them will accept you. Yeah. But from yeah. from ethnic families, is <laughs> it's nope. very different, man. <laughs> if mum says no, it's no, bro. It's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. because we have a strong sense of belonging such that excommunication is is something that is um it's on the cards it's on the cards <laughs> but it's 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 something we fear the most yeah. so if you feel like your parents won't 
won't talk to you anymore because you're doing that. You're not doing it. Mm. You just be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I wish we could be together, but it's, it's yeah, just not. I like you and everything, yeah. But, but yeah. Mom's already has a bit old. Hey, she's she, not having it. She's not having it. Man. To, because we can't. We can't live with the fact that our parents don't don't want to talk to us about it or, or just don't want to interact with us. That is, yeah. that's a real fear. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've, I've never, personally, I've never had that. What fear, do you mean? But I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Well, you know, my parents are quite um, accepting of people and probably see people more from an individual perspective rather than a, a generic way. In fact, probably my parents' issue would be more about religion. Yeah, but whatever the dis- right. whatever the discrimination is, you know, yeah. if your parents yeah. if your parents say, yeah. uh, "Nah, right, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not happy with that," it's not something yeah. you're going to do with with utmost comfort as an individual. No, you're not you're not taking a Buddhist. To, to the Christian family no, and say, look, I love her and <laughs> this is what I want to do. You can't. As soon as she tells you she's Buddhist, it, it was nice yeah. knowing her. Yeah. I'm sure she's a lovely person and she'll meet the right person for her and yeah. you've just got to keep going. Right? You're not for us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, 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 that's where we come from. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, whereas, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that you know, Australians can just, well, fifth, sixth, whatever generation Australians can just say, this is who I want to marry. doesn't matter where they're from. I'm happy. I'm doing my thing. And, mm. you know, they can say to their dad, if you don't like it, you, you or mum, don't come to my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're fine without you, dad. Like, yeah, we'll be all right. We got this. Yeah, where we come from, that's that's not even a possibility at all, simply because... Uh, your parents are paying for the wedding anyway <laughs> so, and then 90 percent of the guests are their friends yeah so oh, yeah. yeah it has yeah. It, the wedding really has nothing to do with you oh no except your they're, you know they're, they're telling you who can rock up to your own yeah, wedding yeah, yeah. and no. it's the celebration is for them it's oh, more yeah. a celebration for the parents saying you know yep. our, our child is we've managed is, to get rid of the time <laughs> yeah our child has got married <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, to to a large degree, I'm okay with because the the yeah. whole hoopla about about a wedding and all that stuff is just you know, just to, just imagine your your marriage doesn't work out and all the stress you had planning a wedding. It's just a day, you know what I mean. You're commemorating yeah. a, a, an important day, but the stress yeah. that goes into organizing that and then in the end it doesn't work out. There's if no it's for on, life, man. if it's for life, then that's okay. You know what I mean? You, yeah, it's, it's worth it, but. If not, then what were you doing? Mm. It's much ado about nothing, though, at the end. But, you know. So, in conclusion, what does it take for this to work? A lot of understanding, a lot of communication, and, and it's just, you know, and, and the right personalities. Because you got to remember, the same cultural, you know, even, even relationships from people from the same culture, same country, mm. same village don't yeah. work sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But the yeah. the base of having the culture means they they have they don't have arguments about who's doing what or or mm. things that are why are you doing that kind of situation that's outside yeah. the culture. Yeah, 
they have misunderstandings about personality stuff, but not in regards to cultural stuff. Not cultural elements. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think you, you hit the nail on the head when you spoke about, you know, kind of alluded to the E words uh, around empathy and understanding the other person's culture mm. um, before you even get too far ahead. Oh, understanding yeah, Understanding yeah, yeah. each other's, you know, cultural influences and, and going from that perspective. But having said that, you know, I think at some point, um, maybe episode 24, we'll explore the idea of relationships in general. You know, where yeah, I think, I think where, we have to, where we have to get to next is get mm. um, um, an Australian lady that has dated a Zambian to come and give their, or an African or somebody from a strong culture to give their perspective on on what that was like mm. because then yeah. then we can it, it'll be like you know looking in the mirror really yeah. then we we can see what they see what they th- and yeah. we can hear what they experience i think that i think that's right and i think it'll be good to start to rather than just throwing the baby out with the bathwater rather than r- rushing to these kind of generalized uh, derogatory conclusions, i.e., all African men are just players. Um, I think understanding some of the cultural influences, where this person's come from, what their background is, um, I, th- I think would go a long way if we start coming from that perspective. I also, uh, I mean, from a just this, this is a mild observation, though. I feel like uh, you know when you're when we're out in the um, in a in a pub or a nightclub, I feel like if there's some Africans in there, I think I've I, what I've seen is that they approach more women than the white guys do. Yeah. So even yeah. from a from a just an observation perspective, it's not very mm. normal in this society for a guy to talk to multiple women willy nilly. You know what I mean? They. It's a, it's it's a it's a it's a channeled approach. Africans are used to doing that. They're just used to talking to women at a bus station, in the street, in the supermarket, in the wherever. Yeah. So Shout out to my boy Tusha. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he's a problem, that guy. But. Uh, Man. But uh, and the know, boy's getting buffed. You see, he's getting the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. but um, you know, keep it's, pumping those weights, my brother. Keep doing your thing. Respect. But um, you know, it's, it's it's just one of those things where, from them observing, I feel like you know a lot of you know white men would say black men are players because they see us doing that. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. uh yeah. It's, uh, mm. That's from my interaction with a you know a few Australians and and what they yeah. said and how they they marvel at you know oh how's that guy doing that you know mm. you know we we don't really have a fear of rejection yeah you guys you guys just take all the women <laughs> like, no not really <laughs> what do you mean you guys we've been rejected since birth that we're not we're not <laughs> we're not we're not afraid of it anymore. It's yeah. the natural order in the conversations we have, you know. 
no, I mean, the, no, 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 no. Okay, yes. Some of those rumors don't hurt either. And, you know, I always say by the time they find out, it's a bit late. So, <laughs> boom! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, anyway. it's a, the, the, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes that, that fit and don't fit. But, you know, it is what it is. And I, I feel like, you know, in conclusion, the, um, mm. you know, I'm like from my perspective, I'm I'm all for these relationships, and I think there's a there's a place for it, and there's be living in a in a world that we live in. You know, it's important though to get to know each other and understand. You know, a lot of it depends on what age group you're in as well. You know, but you you understand the other person, the culture they're from, and what they're doing. Yeah, man. Before you engage. All right. Take us out, D. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. That was episode 17 of Voice of the International Community 17. Experience. 17, mate. We're almost 17. 18. <laughs> 17. <laughs> We're almost 18. Um, hey, hey, coming up next week. I know, man. Just, uh, it feels Hopefully like. Hopefully, next week we'll be in the same location. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The COVID has set us back a bit. It so set us a little bit for back. For those wondering about the sound quality, I am currently in a different location, but yeah. as of next week, we'll be back together in a, in a secured yeah, bunker. But yeah, yeah man. now taking the necessary precautions, mate keeping in touch with the government and making sure we're doing the right thing but yeah it was a pleasure man and uh you know chat to you on the other side my man yep yep peace people